0: Hello, welcome to the Tarot To Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia. I'm Rose. And unfortunately, Artemis is not with us here tonight. He had a bad case of real life. That well, so, does happen sometimes. So next week. Um, however, we still have a bunch of interesting things to talk about tonight. So let's jump right in, shall we? Oh, let's. So um, I actually read this book in December, but I was incredibly busy with the holidays and year-end at my day job and things like that. And um, But I love this book and, and been waiting for an opportunity to talk about it. It's called The Tarot, History, Symbolism, and Divination, by Robert In Place, it's a Tarot Penguin book. Okay. And um, one of the best Tarot books I've read recently. Um, probably one of the best ones I've read actually for the past few years. Um, Place has written other books. He's a known Tarot author, um, but he also has a lot of really interesting ideas. Uh, he's very creative. He um, also did the Alchemical Tarot and the oh. Buddha Tarot. Okay which if you've seen the alchemical tarot, you know, is a beautiful, fascinating, and interesting work.
1: And it's very layered in its symbolism.
0: Yes, and um, the Buddha tarot, I blush to admit, I actually purchased it when it first came out in, was that, like 2004 or something, um, and I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh. Um, I keep meaning to, and, and other things keep happening, like he keeps putting out other books that I have to read. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, very well-established tarot author, um, very respected, and this was a great book. I definitely recommend it for beginners because he's very thorough in his Mm -hmm. approach and talks, you know, gives very interesting history, um, relates the development of tarot to other philosophical movements, um, starting from... excuse me the early hermeticists up through the enlightenment and Mm -hmm. the renaissance and of course you can't forget the alchemists in the medieval time Um, but it's also complex and interesting and layered enough that um, people who are familiar with the tarot and have been working with it for a while or even a very long time would find it very interesting Mm -hmm brings up a lot of obscure bits of history and ties things together and you think, oh, okay, I get that. I never really realized how all those pieces went together before. Mm -hmm. Um, He draws in a lot of different interesting artwork from over the centuries and he never writes, he never over or underwrites. He's never patronizing and he's never too intellectual to be coherent. Um, If you... um, I would recommend having a dictionary at hand if you're not familiar with some of the um, more obscure alchemical and medieval philosophical terms. Okay. But otherwise, I found this really great. He draws on so many different sources and pulls in different pieces of art and literature and philosophy and various um, uh, religious philosophies.
1: It also looks like he breaks down the cards on, you know, layer by layer, uh, card by card, which is always very helpful to beginners because when when you're looking at this kind of stuff, you don't know what you should be paying attention to first. So when you get a book that gives you some ideas of what you can focus on, it gives you a little bit more of, oh, okay, and then you can let your intuitiveness grow from that because you've now got a basis of where to start. So this is what the artist was trying to say Or this is what was going on in the period, which is why this particular piece of art is drawn the way it's drawn. Or Mm -hmm. this card is drawn the way it's drawn, for Mm -hmm. example. Um, Which is nice to see that that he's done that. Mm -hmm. And it it looks like he's not taking for granted that we, who read tarot, know everything. So, of course, I don't need to talk about it. It seems to be that he's got more going, okay, so yeah, you do know this, but did you think about it like this? Mm -hmm to give you a little bit more perspective from the sound of
0: it. Yeah, no, it, it, um, he does a really good job um, because... Oh, he's even gone
1: into the pips, too. Well, yes, wonderful. yes,
0: yes, yes. There, there's something about each of the pips. He also includes some very interesting spreads. Oh, and um, ways to analyze spreads. Um, You know, there's a linear, do you read it from the center out or from the outside in or left to right or up to down or whatever. And and that's a very interesting approach because you can have the same three cards, but depending on whether you go from the center out or the outside in or straight across or whatever, really makes a lot of difference Mm -hmm. in what the reading says. And that was very interesting to me because I've gotten after all this time, very much into the patterns of reading that I do with the spreads that I mm-hmm. do. And occasionally, I will try new spreads and go, oh, it's kind of fun and interesting, but I think everybody has the two or three that they generally have That they're their
1: favorites and you they, know, they draw. A, a
0: quick two or three card spread and then, you know, something more complicated along the lines of a Celtic cross or a karma spread or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but just this new and interesting way of taking a simple three-card spread and, well, which way do you read it? Because even if you keep it a simple, you know, past, present, future, um, you know, do you read from the center out? Do you read it right to left? And that was really quite um, helpful for me. He also has this great relationship spread that can be about you and another person or you and another thing, such as you and your job or... Oh, okay. Is that
1: you you and a thing? Wait a minute. Yes. Me and my car? No. Well, you know, Maybe, Maybe you could,
0: but... You know, it's like, gosh, you know, I love my car, but it's getting old, and do it? should I replace it, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but you lay out three cards representing you, three cards representing the person or object of the relationship, and then above them, linking them, you lay out three cards that are the bridge between you oh. and the other person or object. Mm-hmm. And it's very clever. It works very well. Okay. It, it was really... It's like, oh, this is great. I have to remember this for the next time somebody sits down and says... You know, is my boyfriend going to ask me to marry him um, or, you know, when if, is
1: that going to happen? Because the if part is not really something we want to necessarily ask. It's more should be a when question personally, well, but, you know,
0: it's, it's it could be an if, you I guess. know, you kind of know, yeah. it, it's, you don't really need a reading to tell you that, um, you know, and, and, and not to generalize here, there are you know plenty of guys who would sit down and say, well, yeah. Should I know? How long her? is my girlfriend going to put up with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I actually had somebody say that once again. So how long do you think she'll put up with me? Well, um... If you're asking that question, maybe you got to be <laughs> asking yourself some other questions. <laughs> maybe you've got to ask yourself, like, you know, is it, you know, is cleaning up after yourself so difficult? Um, <laughs> and then... Sometimes it's even difficult for us. Yes. Um, and and again, stereotyping, there are plenty of neat men with sloppy girlfriends, so... Um, um, and, you know, plenty of mixed couples of all kinds. But um, but anyway, the the... the major reading he includes is a 12 house reading oh and it is an incredibly fabulous wow. complex amazing um i haven't done this one yet because it uses all of the cards <laughs> and that that's that's a lot of time and, and um haven't made the time for it yet but you also you know you have to be in a place when you want to know that much
1: and you've got to be open to being willing to accept the fact that okay here it is right in front of you you can't ignore it it's all here Mm -hmm. and as much as people say how could it know well you know you're the one that shuffled the cards you're the one that put those ideas into them the cards aren't telling you something you don't know it's one of my favorite sentences to people Mm -hmm. it's like tell me the future no no i'm not going to tell you the future you don't need to know the future what you need to know is what you're not dealing with here you go yeah and then move forward but that mm-hmm. looks like it would be there's no way you can hide anything from no. that particular it's, it's, spread
0: it's a 30 card spread wow yes and um it, it's is that right one two three four five six um no it's a 36 card spread i can oh, count that's even better no i can't um it's a 36 card spread it's it, um i'm blaming it all on the cold medicine okay I'm blaming everything on the cold medicine like when tonight. Like love you. <laughs> um, but it's a 36 card spread. It's very intense. He coordinates the layout with the houses of the zodiac. Mm. And so it, it is a spread that requires a great deal of time and appropriate consideration. And one of the spreads where even after you've done it, you can keep going back to it on a weekly or monthly meditation and saying, oh, I missed that, or oh, I hadn't noticed that, or oh my gosh, that's so right on. I didn't know what that meant at the time I did the reading, but now I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but fabulous book I highly recommend it to anyone whether you are brand new or whether you are an advanced um tarotist or tarotist depending on how you want to say it um if you're a beginner don't get Overwhelmed by the history section, it is very helpful and very useful, and it does give you some very good perspective on the development of the cards.
1: Which is always something every tarotist wants to know. Is like, okay, well, this is great, this works. Where did it come from? Exactly. And there's many different views on that, mm-hmm. which is always interesting to hear a new view. And if it makes sense, and there's you know the backup for it, this is always a good thing.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, I made good use of my post-holiday time, um, when I wasn't particularly functional. So I spent the weekend reading on the couch in front of the fire. Mm-hmm. And um, I also read uh, Mary Kay Greer's Women of the Golden Dawn, oh. Rebels and Priestesses. Oh, very nice. I cannot say enough about this book. Mm-hmm. I love this book. Um, it's a fascinating look at the development and Early History of the Golden Dawn, Mm -hmm. which if you're interested in that, is a great resource. Um, Mary spent several months in London at the British Library researching there and various archives. So she's looking at the actual letters between the members of the Golden Dawn and their journals and their working papers. Mm So, this great information source that is not readily available. You can't just walk into the British Library reading room and sit down and start reading. No, I would think not. <clears throat> no, it's, it's, it's there's whole, this whole process of somebody who, you know, like you have to have a Minister of Culture or somebody write you a letter of reference and then they'll consider whether to give you a card to allow you to come in and do research. Wow. And yeah, that just tells um, you a lot about Mary right there. Mm-hmm. Um, And she did a fabulous job, and she obviously had a very good time doing this research. Um, But aside from the history of the Golden Dawn, it's fascinating looking at these four women because it focuses on Moyna Burks and Mathers, Mm -hmm. who was um, McGregor Mathers' wife. Um, Mod Gunn. Okay. Um, uh, Sorry, Florence Farr, um, who is probably best known as an actress if you're not familiar with the Golden Dawn. And... um, and Annie Horniman, okay. who, um, again, if you're not familiar with the Golden Dawn, she pretty much single handedly started the modern repertory theater movement oh, okay. in the UK and Europe. So, um, even for people who are outside the field, they may have heard of at least Florence Farr and Annie Horniman um, because they're outside. Right. Things that they do with the acting and, and what have
1: you, mm-hmm. and of course, then then of course now we can understand where they may or may not have found Pixie Smith.
0: Right. Um, well, actually, um, Pixie um, was involved theatrically with um, a production with somebody, I believe, with Florence Farr, who ended up meeting Yates, and Yates is the one who brought her into the Golden Dawn. No. I think. Well. I think. If I'm wrong, please don't send me nasty emails, but that's my if memory. If she's wrong, shoot
1: us, a sh- shoot us an email and say, no, actually, here. That way, we can learn something in mm-hmm. case we, di- we might be well, getting it wrong. It, well, it, well, it depends on which book you well, read, well, no. too. Well,
0: it's, it's, it's in Mary's book, and, and I'm going on memory here. And again, if I'm wrong, I'm blaming it on the cold medicine. Okay. Uh, oh, I'll vote for that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, fascinating to read because it's the full it's, it's, it's four biographies. Of these women running concurrently as you know their early life, and then mm-hmm. as they all meet and become involved with the Golden Dawn, and as they go their separate ways, sometimes not on the best terms, um, which happens among friends quite often. Yes, um, but I, I particularly enjoyed the sections on Maude Gunn, um, not least of which I've always admired her mm-hmm. as a historical figure, um, just you know all of her dedication and devotion to the Irish cause, and you know anybody who's that dedicated and devoted to anything. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she still managed to find time to have a personal life and participate um, briefly was a golden dawn. She actually was not that deeply involved with it after her initial um, round of involvement, but she had mystical experiences throughout her life and, and had this, and she was working with Gates on um, to develop a whole new set of Celtic mysteries. Oh, okay which um, they never quite got around to finishing mm-hmm. um, something about her being involved with the Irish cause and him being involved with lots of stuff um, being a writer and all that stuff didn't y- yeah. have anything to do with it no you know? no, no that, that not just, at all. that was just a side job mm-hmm. but it's 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 very interesting well um, just seeing how their lives all overlapped because they were all involved with various theater groups at certain points mm-hmm. and how that affected their work in Golden Dawn and how their Golden Dawn work then affected their theater. Oh, okay. um, Florence Farr actually became very well known for her vocal abilities because um, one of the things is learning how to um, vibrate the sacred names of God or whatever Mm -hmm. you're trying to invoke during this ritual. And she started carrying this technique over into her theatrical presentations Okay. and sort of developed this um, neo-Bardic approach. Wow, okay. Oh, it was great. And of course, Yeats loved this because he was writing all of this... Irish-Celtic-inspired poetry. poetry. Mm-hmm. And she was able to give these fabulous recitations with the harp, and it was, it was really quite amazing. I, it's a pity there are no recordings of it.
1: That's what I keep thinking of right now, is, is that what comes to mind is um, a book called uh, Poetry... Oh, po- poetic Voices, I'm sorry. Po- mm-hmm. And it's different authors reading their, their, their poems, um, starting out with early 1900s, some of the earliest recordings they could find, mm-hmm. up until, of course, you know, nineteen eighties and nineties, when we have, of course, all kinds of technology, um, and it would just be interesting to have heard some of that from just her version of it, mm-hmm. because I'm sure anybody can read Yates. I could read Yates, and it would be
0: entertaining, <laughs> but it wouldn't quite have that resonance from from just this conversation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, um but yeah, but it's it's fascinating and apparently she was quite well known for this technique and taught it to various casts that she worked with oh. and um I wonder if they're still using this particular technique today. It might be something to, to look into. Oh, huh, I don't know. Because that that would if, be... yeah. If anybody knows, drop us a note. Yes, please. Let us that know. would be great. Yes. Um, but so it's just fascinating watching these four women as they move from young girls first launching into life and, you know, certain or uncertain of themselves to varying degrees and the experience of being involved with the Golden Dawn, how that shapes their life and how their lives shape their involvement with the Golden Dawn. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's inseparable as, as with as it is with anything that you get that involved mm-hmm. with and um, and I just I love it and they're all amazing women in their own right very talented very artistic Intelligent, um, not necessarily making the greatest choices in relationships. You know, mod gun, the mm-hmm. husband thing that just didn't quite work out well. Um, it happens. Yeah, we all, you know. all make choices there. Yes, and and you know, it's, I'm sure pretty much anybody who's listening to this has made one bad relationship choice in their life at least. So, but again, um, it's Mary Kay Gers, "Women of the Golden Dawn: Rebels and Priestesses," and it it's an amazing read. I highly recommend reading it on the couch in front of the fire under a down comforter. It adds that extra sort of <laughs> Victorian, Edwardian touch to it. And uh, you can learn a lot about the Golden Dawn. You can learn a lot about these four individual women, um, the men around them who enroll involved with the Golden Dawn. I actually learned things about Yates that I never knew. Oh, really? Even okay. though I have read a couple of biographies of him, mm-hmm. uh, Mary's research was that thorough oh, and hilarious. that exacting. And if you're a Yates fan, it's very interesting to see how the Golden Dawn work comes out in his writings. Mm-hmm and then how he decides to focus on his writings to create this new celtic mythology
1: mm-hmm.
0: so if you're a Yates fan also check it out um, of course Alistair Crowley makes an appearance well he's the golden dawn guy sometimes you gotta see him too uh, yeah um, love Uncle but, but it's, it's, it's very funny because there, there, there are excerpts from people's letters and journal entries about dealing with him and nobody had a very good opinion of him oh. um, well it's, it's yeah. you know, he, was, he was not an ideal student he was a quick learner but he was problematic um, to, as an understatement. So, um, so again, Mary Kay Greer. Mary Kay Greer, Women of the Golden Dawn, Rebels and Priestesses. Um, curl up, spend a weekend with it. You'll be much the better for it. Um, oh, and you also learn a lot about Golden Dawn rituals.
1: Oh, well, there you are. And that's that's an important thing if that's your focus, too. Yes. So so those are the two things that I have this week. Okay. Well, what I was going to point out is, since we've mentioned Mary Kay Greer, she has written a wonderful a beginner's book mm-hmm. called Tarot for Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first books I was given when I first started this journey. And I still, years later, am still going back to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't always gel for me, not every little thing does, but it gives me some insight on ways to look at how I do a reading, what I can see, what I don't see. Um, it was a basis of a study group that I participate in regularly. Mm-hmm. And the new addition for her, she's re-going back to looking at reversals. When she mm-hmm. first put out Tarot for Yourself, reversals were not on her agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's of course two schools of thoughts on this, you know, a card is just a card, it doesn't need to have a reverse meaning or a you know, forward meaning, it's one meaning, 78 cards. Um, and for me, that works. But some mm-hmm. people, they like both, having two, re- two meanings, and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but this particular book does not focus on the reversals so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good place to start if you're looking to begin being a reader. You know, it gives you some ways to, okay, you can read the cards forwards and backwards, just like with Mr. Uh, Place's book. But it also says, well, now let's talk about relationships of what those cards mean to you personally. For example, my favorite part is the very beginning of the book which is always where I go back to when I talk to a friend, mm-hmm. is well, what is your birth card? And I kind of go, well, what was my birth card? What is that? <laughs> you know, And it's the card that was in play when you were born. Mm. And you can chart what card is in play, if you will, for your year, mm-hmm. if you choose to do so, by taking your birth date, mm-hmm. the year you were born. So you break it down as the month, the date, and the year. Mm-hmm. You add those numbers up. And then you come up with a, two, uh, a one to two place number mm-hmm. between zero, well, actually one, mm-hmm. obviously, and 22. Mm. And that can tell you what was in play, if you will, kind of like doing mm-hmm. a zodiac chart right. uh, for you. Mm-hmm. For example, for myself, I happen to have six as my end number, mm-hmm. and that's the lovers. And then you can see how that ten card cycle will come back into your life and where it lays in your life. And it's, it, it can be very spooky sometimes when you go back and you chart your, your, your work cards are working for you mm-hmm. at what time in your life and if you actually write down the real life events mm-hmm. that went on that year mm-hmm. and you just kind of go, wow, I didn't realize because, I mean, at 10, how are you going to, you may not know about tarot, you may not have grown up in a pagan household, <laughs> poor you, poor me, um, <laughs> but you find out, oh my goodness that's the year I moved to Europe and did all these things. Wow, the chariot was in play that year. Huh, go No figure. kidding. <laughs> or the year that my sister was born. Siblings, it was like the, I can't remember right now what the card was. But it's mm-hmm. just the little things that you see, and then you can see how those cards cycle through your whole life. Interesting. And she put in a little chart at the back of the book that you can copy out, and yes, I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can chart what cards are gonna be coming up. And sometimes I don't want to do past a certain point because I want to be surprised, right. to be honest. Um, <laughs> but if you're really not one of those people, you go to the read the end of the book kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. and you want to know what's coming up for the rest of your life, you want to live to be 100, <laughs> let's say, you can see how each card follows itself, mm-hmm. and then you can also track patterns of what cards went where. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting to see what card hit you at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. it would be really interesting to do that and then compare it to your horoscope I've I've had people
1: talk about doing it I've actually never seen them do it but Mm -hmm. I've said oh yeah we do that all the time like okay well I want to see that okay I'll bring it next time I see you well Pantheicon's coming up I'll see them at Pantheicon so (laughs) it's one of those things but Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how your cards and your horoscope really combine with each other Mm -hmm. Um, because that's another thing she talks about what's your soul card what's your planetary how does that work for you Mm -hmm. um And it just, it gives you another layer to look at. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the other thing I really like about the book is, you know, for those of you who are able to start at point A and go to point B all the way through to Z, Mm -hmm. um, it's great because there are all these exercises and points of view, and it it really is a workbook, although I don't write in the book because, you know, there's not enough space, frankly, on the pages. I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. have great big fat notebooks for that. Um, But... Even if you're not a methodical person it's like, oh, just kind of flip it open and do the exercise on that page, mm-hmm. it can still help you a lot in terms of gaining perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh, I never thought about matching the people in my life to court cards. Right. You know, which was one of the most interesting exercises. It's like, huh. So you know, because you you have to ignore the whole hair color, eye color thing, because just you know, almost all the women I know dye their hair red. Right. I have no idea what their natural color is. <laughs> <laughs> I dye like, okay. a red. I dye blonde. Actually, no, <laughs> yeah. not really. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so not every woman I know could possibly be the queen of wands. Now that's not going to work. So no. Um, but but just trying to go with the characteristics and really thinking about, well, gosh, you know, I've always thought of this person as sort of an ambitious. Mm-hmm. you know, motivated, you know, action oriented kind of wands person, but kinda of looking back and going, no, really, they're it's they're, they're more of a sword. They're they're more of a sword they, person. They do they're a lot of thinking, thinking. And, and you know, but they give the impression of a lot of action because they think about so many things. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So that was very um, useful. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also interesting if you do this um, if you use the workbook as the basis for a study group, mm-hmm. um, seeing how you see other people in the group, how they see themselves, and how they see you yeah that, that's one of those things mm-hmm. that you're kind of an eye opener to like it would never have occurred to me that anybody would peg me as the queen of Wands really yeah I, that's so not you know how I've ever identified myself
1: well what 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 did you see yourself as compared to what people saw you as? That
0: you know, it's it's it changes as I go through different things in my life. Um, but this, but well, for this particular study group, that this where this came up. Let's um, I, I was very much in a Queen of Cups kind of place. Okay. And so to be pegged as a as, as the Queen of Wands was just really fascinating to me. And you know, it, I understood you know because the person explained their reasons and it made perfect sense mm-hmm. because they're not inside my head. They don't know. No, of course. Um, you know, all the things that that go on, and that's good because nobody needs that kind of nonsense. Um, but it's it's just very interesting how much our own our self perceptions vary from what we project or what people want to perceive. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest um, demonstrations to me that how we perceive ourselves, what we project can be very different from how we perceive mm-hmm. ourselves and then how people interpret what we project you know you've got three different things going on here mm-hmm. and um, I've never had somebody turn up that everybody said something completely different about which court card they were. Really? You know that would be interesting mm-hmm. um, but but generally there, there's you know the person sees one thing maybe some other people in the group will agree and then everybody else in the group sees a different thing and just seeing the difference in that um, it's like well interesting and it and it doesn't seem to vary by degree of closeness if you know, somebody who's very close to the person and somebody who's not as close would pick the same, same cards, card for yeah. that person um so so it can be a very interesting experiment and, and even if you're not doing a study group if you're just hanging out with some of your friends one night over a bottle of wine it's like okay
1: yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. This sounds like something you all should try, is to just sit down with a with a you know group of people that you know and who might know tarot, and just because I know we were doing it the other day with mm-hmm. zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the flip is to, to try and see how it will work with this, uh, and see what we are putting out versus what we think we're putting out. Mm-hmm. It's it's always interesting what you come up with because. You can talk about, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a Taurus, but I was really supposed to be <laughs> an Aries, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Versus, oh, I always thought of myself as the Queen of Cups. You think I'm the Queen of Swords? Gee, why? <laughs> you know, And mm-hmm. hear what they think of, and what you're putting out, and what you may not realize you're actually showing to people. Sometimes it's, it's good, and sometimes it's like, oh, my God, really? You think that? Mm-hmm. Wow, OK, I hadn't thought of
0: it that way. Mm-hmm. Neat. Mm-hmm. sometimes it's kind of a little scary, but, you know, it's just like, oh, maybe I need to work on that. Right. And but, y- y- you know, it's always a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're always going to learn something mm-hmm. from your friends yeah. that you probably didn't think you were going to learn. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so funny you're talking about the, you know, I'm a Taurus, but I should have been an Aries. Um, going back to Mary's book, McGregor Mathers, um, actually after he married Moina, um, and she changed her name because her birth name was Mina, oh. but she changed it to Moyna to be more Celtic. mm mm-hmm. um, and he actually changed her natal chart to match his. Rather than using her actual birth date and time, he altered her chart to match his. He was also known on occasion that he would alter his own chart to make it more interesting or compatible with somebody that he was trying to form some kind of partnership with. Oh. And I thought, wow, that's that's really, that, that that's a level of detail that just wouldn't occur to me because you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious what what my stars are for anybody who knows astrology. Mm-hmm, right. I think it's pretty obvious. And, you know, if I suddenly try to pass myself off as, you know, oh, I'm in Gemini. Nobody's going to buy that. <laughs> Nobody's no. Nobody's going to buy that not. in a moment. But, but
1: then um, again, if he was clever enough to be able to do it and do it convincingly, which it sounds like he was, that's just wow that's way too much detail that I didn't even think about because I I, I guess but then again it is the Edwardian
0: period and they really were very much into that Mm -hmm. and um, one other cool thing is one of the appendices in the book Mary includes the natal charts of all the principal players Wow! and she incorporates that in the text saying you know this is the time of their Saturn return and this is what happened and you know this is when you know this was conjunct this in their natal chart and it was crossing this and it intersected with this and this other person's chart and this is you know one of the things creating the tensions or was Solving this problem—it's fascinating. I mean, you know, we all know Mary knows her stuff inside oh, and out. Indeed, um, but, it's, but, it, but it's so fascinating, and, and I had to like sometimes stop and sit and really reread it. It's like okay, it was conjuncted this and opposite this and quincunx, and it actually draw it out because I can't wait. I'm getting. You know, but there's such a great level of detail um, that's the other thing I want to mention about her book is just the fact that she includes the charts mm-hmm. and it's very interesting to see how they relate how they harmonize and where they're in complete opposite you know opposition to each other it's like wow it's amazing these two people ever talk to each other <laughs> um, how did they run across each other yeah. it must have it was fate obviously <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were in London at the same time going to art school together or something but um, but yeah So so if you have an interest in astrology as well uh, Mary's book is also a very good read on that level. Now that we've gone full circle. Yes. Um, but yeah, but her, um, but the Tarot for Yourself, um, definitely an excellent workbook. Even if you've gone through it once, it's probably been a while since you've gone through it, pick it up and go through it again. Or look at your notes from last time you went through it and see how your perspective has changed in the two years or five years, years or whatever. Or whatever.
1: You can take a class by someone and then come back to it later on taking the same class with a different group of people and get a totally different perspective And mm-hmm. which is one of the neat things about her book is you could take it with you put it on a shelf come back to it and go wait a minute I remember let me go check my notes wait my view has changed since you know 1992 <laughs> um being that it's 2007 now yes you know everything changes because as you've gained
0: knowledge your perspective changes it mm-hmm. was actually, um trying to tidy up a little bit over the weekend it's here we are in the middle of 2000 january 2007 and i haven't quite finished cleaning up 2006 yet but i'll get there um but it's interesting because one of the things i came across was my tarot journal from when i was 20. wow which um i won't go into excruciating detail but looking back it's like Oh, wow. Of course I know now how things turned out then, um, but at the time just looking at the issues I was wrestling with and mm-hmm. the cards that were coming up and, and the interpretations I gave them weren't wrong, but they were not informed in the way that if those they cards came up now, now they would be because, well, it's... I mean, several years older than that now. You, you've grown and changed and you've gotten new knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and, and more tarot decks. Um, okay. Much more tarot <laughs> decks, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it was, it was very interesting just flipping through it and thinking wow, and um, I did a reading for a friend of mine about her relationship with her boyfriend. Imagine that. Because everybody's 20. Yeah, and at 20 happens. you're going to ask those questions. And, well, you know, people still ask those questions and, and we're all well past 20 but um, and and you know, the cards that came up and you know, the, the, how I you know interpreted them for her and her response, and it was it was very interesting. And it's like well, it, unfortunately it was all those times that you know the cards were right and the person didn't listen. And um, but it was a learning opportunity mm-hmm. for her. So um, but yeah, so so you know if you have been doing tarot for a long time or even if you haven't, go back and you know try to find the first reading you ever did for yourself and read the notes. Um, that's I, a, I don't have that. That's
1: a key thing, too, to think about speaking of, because mm-hmm. she's, Stasia's talking about her tarot journal, and whether you're a beginner, an intermediate, extreme, ex- you think you're an expert, keeping notes on how, what you did a year ago is really fascinating to go back and read. I've gone back and looked at my journals, just mm-hmm. regular journals, on you know, how tarot has come into my life and the different cards that I read then, and yeah. I've learned so much since then, so it just gives me more to build on now. Right. But it's just fascinating to go back and go and see yourself before you knew X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. now that you do know X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. and to see how you've changed. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a little bit more appreciation for different decks, Mm -hmm. different people that you've met, that kind of thing. It's just fascinating in general because now I'm kind of going, hmm, I wonder if she'll let me read that journal, <laughs> and she as she giggles like that, she's not going to. But the point is, is that you know you, you want nice to try.
0: Yeah, 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 I tried. It never hurts to ask. I didn't ask yet.
1: <laughs> um, but the point is, is that you're gonna see a different perspective of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend to anyone out there who's listening to start writing down what you find. I mean, you may read for a friend, you may read for yourself. Write it down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be every single thing you said to that person, but definitely write down all the cards and your very first impressions. Yes. Because once you go back to that, you can re. oh, wow, now that I know this happened, that's what that really meant. Mm-hmm. You know, like you may get, for example, the death card. Well, that's the easiest one. We'll go with it. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean somebody's going to die. So just so you all know, <laughs> in case you didn't know, um, you can see, okay, well, this was the, uh, a sign saying, oh, wait, this is going to start coming to an end. You need to start prepping for it. Or this is time to give yourself permission to have a rebirth and let that old idea go. And that's kind of neat when you can go back and go, wow, that's where I was really going at. And I was ignoring that. <laughs> oh, maybe I shouldn't do that next time. Mm-hmm. You know, And that kind of thing also comes up when you go back and reread mm-hmm. all these old things that you'd written. Mm-hmm. The
0: other thing that is interesting is the interpretations that I gave to some things that I'd forgot It's like, oh, yeah, actually, that works really well. I have to remember that because, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to remember everything you've ever read or thought or felt about a card mm-hmm. in, in any particular reading. You hope that what comes out of your mouth is the most relevant and the most pertinent. Um, but it's like, oh, hey, I'd forgotten about that. I'd I worked out this whole complex set of associations, mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe I'll go back and turn into a book, who knows. Um, you heard it here first. Remember that. <laughs> uh, Book by Anastasia. Uh, Someday, who knows? And it's 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 um, no, it, it's, but I have to go back and, and, and actually review the associations and see if if they still hold or if it was just youthful inspiration in a bottle of wine. <laughs> Sometimes the best inspiration does come that way. Yes, and, and not to say that that's an an invalid way of, uh, but but is is, is it. Does it really work, or was it um, well, that's was it you, the wine talking? Well, that's why you go and back now
1: and go. Okay, mm-hmm. wow, yes. how's um, that changed? But and of course, thing, she actually was twenty one, not twenty, when that was going on. Well, yeah,
0: no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, of course, <laughs> um, <clears throat> things were different in in the they dim were. dark
1: times. Well, actually, no offense for when you were twenty, the drinking age was eighteen, and it wasn't actually that long ago because I still remember it. And <laughs> I'm and not you're that not young that old. either.
0: No, I'm not that old or that young. Yes. Um, but the other thing as far as keeping a journal, um, one of the things that I've always done is I take notes on books as I read them. Mm-hmm. Some people write in books. I cannot bring myself to do that. I Please just don't. can't bring myself to do that. It, it makes me cry when people do that. I understand that for some people it's the way to read a book, but um, I prefer to take notes. And then if you, go, re-read, you know, go back later and reread the book and want to see what your notes were, have a filing system so you can find them. Um, that's the former legal secretary and me talking.
1: Well, and but it's also, it's nicer if to, you know, you're going to loan your book to somebody. You, do, you, may not get, you don't want them to necessarily know your deep dark secrets about <laughs> what you thought about that one sentence. The other thing too is you, you, you want to be able to present the book and let them get their own interpretations from it. And again, if you have your notes, you've given the book out, you may not get that book that specific book back. Now you still got your notes.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you, you can, can go
1: buy another copy of the book. Yes.
0: Go on, you've a, not Libras all that. Yes, go on a Libras and look for it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so, but it, because it's also interesting. Um, because then later you can go, oh, where was I reading that? And you just kind of flip through your notes. It's a book I uh, I remember I read that book in February that year. And just go look at your notes from February that year and oh, look. Oh, it's that book. Okay, great. It's Mary good's book. Um, so, so that's my other recommendation is because you never know when you're going to be flipping through your notes and that synchronous moment happens of you read idea A in this book and idea B in this book, idea C in this other book, and suddenly they coalesce. Mm-hmm. And then when you sit down to write your own book, all your sources are there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to remember where you we got, got everything. It right. And for anybody who's ever tried to compile footnotes, notes, or bibliography, you know how much time that saves you. Oh, my goodness, yes. And if you've never tried to do it, trust me, you'll be happy the first time you sit down to do it. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you will. So, I, I think, goodness, this has been quite the literary evening. Mm, indeed. And uh, any other books?
1: <laughs> That's I'm doing an excellent f- expression. I'm here. Um, there's lots of books, but the focus, I think these two are really good beginner books mm-hmm. and give you a little bit of a history and give you somewhere to start mm-hmm. and even if you're not a beginner they're all they're both good resources
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so great so again just to sum up um tonight we have talked about um robert m place's book the tarot history symbolism and divination we have talked about mary Kay greer's women of the golden dawn rebels and priestesses and we have talked about mary Kay greer's tarot for yourself So um, all available from your local independent bookstore, all still in print, and all highly worth the investment of time and money. Indeed, very much so. Oh, thank you so much, Rose. Thank you very much for having me. We appreciate your time tonight. And thank you all so much for listening. Again, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, drop us an email radio at tarot 2 go.net. Find us on a website. Let us know what you think. Any other books you think might be a useful addition to our library, please let us know. We're always happy to hear about new books. And of course, if you want us to review a book that you happen to
1: like and you don't think anybody knows about, definitely shoot us that email so that we can review it and
0: we'll give you credit for it. Yes. And if you are the author of a book, send us a note, and you can come on the podcast, too. We'd love to interview. Yes, we're always happy to talk to new authors. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Rose. And I think it's time to say bye. Good night. (laughs)